everyone. Welcome back to the Packers Injury Podcast with uh, Scott and Brady. I think we're going to call it the BS Report, uh, I think. For Brady and Scott, of course. Yes. Um, Not any of our content. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, so we'll get we'll get started uh, right off with the the Packers side of the injury report. There's some interesting names that could be coming back this week. Uh, and Darnell Savage, uh, who's a rookie, he's been dealing with an ankle injury, but he's been really key to the Packers playing really well on defense. And I think they've suffered a little bit without him out. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, if you know him and Devontae Adams were injured around the same time. <clears throat> And I think if you were to ask when they were injured, you know, who's the bigger, uh, you know, what's the bigger loss for the Packers, you probably would have said Adams. Big time. Uh, But boy, it's it's appearing to be the opposite, you know, that the defense is really missing him. Um, And obviously the offense is uh, on a roll. So um, I hope, I for sure hope he comes back. uh, I mean, to a lesser extent, I mean, we, Ravon Green's out for the season. They put him on the. uh, Right. IR or the IR with not to return so he's, right. he's done for the season and you know even though he maybe wasn't the most talented guy on our defense he was still making a bigger difference on the run I mean uh, the last what four weeks we've been having a really tough time tight ends and, yeah, and right. having the ball go up the middle of the field it's been tough correct yeah so um, I, I may have to take my hot take I think week after week one was that he was going to be the defensive rookie of the year yep um I don't know if that's you missed two games. I don't know if that's, there's still time. There's still time. But uh, I do think he's going to be on the, you know, first team all rookie team. Yep. Uh, he's just a difference maker. So um, we'll see. And then obviously Devonte, uh, he hasn't practiced yet this week. But um, I don't know. I, I would give him another week. The offense seems to be rolling. That that's kind of the thing. And as we'll get into, Kansas City's looks like they've got they've got injuries on both sides of the ball that could give us a little bit of an advantage now you don't want it to be a trap game where you go in thinking you're going to run over a team by any means but um it might make it easier obviously if uh Patrick Mahomes who's in the MVP conversation isn't able to go yeah right correct I mean you don't want anybody injured no and um I think you know I was kind of excited going into this game with with Mahomes being healthy and ready to go because I think it would have given us a you know they're considered one of the top three teams in the league with him in there, and it would be a nice test to see if the Packers are, you know, Super Bowl worthy. Yeah, where they rank. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm actually this is a little bragging moment, but I'm actually going to the game um, this weekend. So um, I kind of wanted to see him play. Right, you're in there in Kansas a lot. City. Yeah, yeah, I have, oh. a, I have a friend that lives there. Well, so be fun. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I, you wanted to see him play, right? Yeah. But they are talking now. He's practicing. He's limited practice. Yeah, so now we can kind of get – I mean, there's there's some other injuries on the Packers' side, but nothing – I think that's too big of a note that's going to hinder a lot of guys that are questionable but are practicing so they look fine. Um, so obviously the big one on the, the Kansas City side of the ball is Patrick Mahomes, and he's got a patellar dislocation. Um, so can you kind of run us through what it means to have uh, your patellar dis- patella dislocated? Yeah, yeah. So um, your patella, which is your kneecap, um, and if you saw the play, basically somebody just kind of landed on it when he was doing a quarterback sneak. And uh, typically, when the, your kneecap will uh, dislocate or it slides out of where it should be, it goes lateral or to the outside. Um, and if you can YouTube the, you can see the trainer uh, uh, reducing it and getting it yeah. back in, which. 
uh, I mean, that's right in my ballpark. So yeah. it's cool to see other people, maybe not so much, but, uh, yeah, they, they reduced it and went back in. So, um, the good thing for him and for the chiefs is that it did not, uh, tear anything is what it sounds like. So, um, there's a ligament that sits on the inside of your kneecap that attaches to the inside of your kneecap. And, um, that will sometimes get torn when the kneecap, if it were to slide to the outside, uh, and that didn't happen to him. So, um, they will do surgery to repair that often, um, if it is torn and then he would have been out for the rest of the season and if they had you know, done surgery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you said, they, they can do surgery, but obviously it would put him out and you think he'll have surgery in the off season? Nope. No, not, not unless they have to. Yeah, if he didn't tear that ligament, I mean, you could do, you know, sometimes they'll do, they'll try to release some of the structures on the outside of the knee, so it's not pulling so much on the outside. Um, but I, if, he, if he's already practicing, they're not obviously overly concerned. Um, yeah, so I think, so Matt, Matthew Stafford of the Lions actually had this surgery yep. done after his, in 2009 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what you would do surgery on unless you want to do like a releasing again the the structures on the on the outside or lateral aspect of the knee. Because um, the ligament, the yeah. that medial ligament, medial patellofemoral ligament is hasn't been torn, so. So why why why, why repair right, it? It's right. You just got to support the muscle or strengthen the muscles surrounding it and hope that it can hold up. Yeah, he might be at an increased risk for having it, having it happen again, mm-hmm. um, just because you've stretched some of those structures out potentially. So um, he'll be at an increased risk, but I I wouldn't do surgery unless he tore it, you know, sure. and then you'd go on to do a repair for that, but. So I guess let's talk a little bit about, so they're talking about playing him this week, potentially. Now that's, I don't think that's likely, but I think they were running him through some, um, from t- some tests and practice to see if maybe he can go. Now he's a mobile guy. And on top of that, he's your young superstar. Right. Are you like, uh, from your perspective, it doesn't seem like you would play him. I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think maybe if this is a divisional game or something like that, or they they need to win this game to win the division, um, and he can go and he gives you a better opportunity to to win, then maybe. But sure. this is a non-divisional game. Why don't you give him another week to just let things, the inflammation and swelling, all go down? Um, you you just beat the Broncos the week before, so you're you know you're sitting good in your division. I would just let it rest. I'm sure he's itching to play as much as anybody because he sure. wants the yeah. prime time. He's playing against Rodgers, you know. So I'm sure he wants to be out there. But um, I, I was I surprised I was surprised when I heard that he was potentially even going to play. Because yeah. what we're only two weeks removed. Wait, they ten played days. T- ten days. Yeah. I mean, he did it okay. last. He did it yeah. last Thursday. Yeah. Another another Thursday night injury. I, I just don't know. I don't understand why the NFL still does this. All the players are complaining. The yeah. NFLPA is complaining. Um, it's such a physical sport, and you get those guys out of their routine. Their bodies just aren't prepared to play, what, five days later? Uh, I, not even four days four later. Days, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't agree more. I think, I mean, it was, you know, Thursday night when, like, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Special thing, yep. once a year, and awesome. 
Uh, I agree. I think they're, this is just a side. This doesn't do anything with injuries, but I think it's diluting their league as well. I just yeah. think there's so much on that it becomes Monday night becomes that much less special of a game or mm-hmm. even Sunday night to a certain extent. So I'm uh, maybe in the next collective bargaining, you know, if I were the Players Association, I would dump the Thursday games and I would dump two preseason games too. I mean, yeah. And the, the, for me, the owners, uh, would, it would be, a, uh, what's the word? I'm like, the goodwill, a, a thing of goodwill. Yeah. I mean, it's a $9 billion league. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. these guys are mega millionaires. You know, I think it'd be goodwill to the players to say, okay, we're going to cut out two preseason games. That means, you know, if one's home, one's away, you're only losing one game yep. for income. Yep. And and then add in a second bye week, keep it a 16-game schedule, add in a second bye week to show these players that, hey, we do have your health and your best interest at heart. Yeah. And not that you're just a piece of meat that we're going to throw out there and just whatever happens, happens. Just for TV deals. Yeah. Right. So that's unlikely, I think, to occur. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, money runs the whole thing. Right. I mean, yep. ultimately, you go back to the players union, and if you say cutting a Thursday night game is going to cut X amount of dollars, and then that can't go into the pot that the players and the owners split, then maybe the players, too, are like, well, well I, I, I don't like the Thursday night games, but I'm willing to put it on the line for right. X amount of dollars, too. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, that's what they're doing anyway. We know football's a violent sport. Yeah. Like they understand that there's some money to be made, and in order to do that, they have this special skill set. So. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So, let's talk a little bit. We're getting near the trade deadline, and we talked a little bit about uh, the running game or, or the run defense um, and tight end defense, kind of. Uh, do you think that the Packers need to target anybody, or do you think it's just a matter of finding the right personnel that we already have or do you think we should go out spend some draft capital since we're uh looks like we're going to contend here a little bit i think getting owen burks back has helped uh mm-hmm. a little bit with the run defense he made a hit yeah on special teams yep. opening tackle right yep. opening opening kickoff yep um so i think having him back has been has been helpful in the run defense um, and then I, I think getting Savage back will help with a little bit of the passing game. Mm-hmm. They certainly have a defense that's, you know, I mean, Ben, but don't break. I mean, you look, it you, is. You, you force Detroit to kick five field goals, right? It's worked for other teams, too, in the past to have that kind of defense where as long as you're not giving up touchdowns right. and you're just giving up field goals, you can survive. And if Rodgers is going to click like yeah. he did, on, you know, he's not going to do that every week against the Raiders where he's literally perfect yeah um but if he can be on top of his game and we've got the offense going like we did yeah then if they can run the ball i I mean i actually think they're going to beat the chiefs which uh i've been wrong on a bunch of my predictions here so that's maybe a a bad bad thing right um because we run we're running the ball well and the chiefs can't stop the run yep so uh and then you know then you can run your play action game from there jimmy grant had a nice game Mm -hmm. um against the against Oakland so so all the all the speculation seems to be that a lot of the fan base wants another pass catcher and um I think some of the more uh the writers that have maybe played in the NFL or some of the pundits that have played in the NFL seem to think that it's actually probably middle linebacker um or 
safety middle linebacker combo uh, kind of guy. Um, and I guess there's there's some candidates that are potentially uh, trade targets for teams that are having rough seasons, like uh, like Miami. Yeah, I mean if the, I those guys, the scouts and the GM, they scout that they know that stuff just in in you know backwards forwards. So um, I don't know. I, I I think they're they're okay. Okay. I don't. I mean. I would AJ Green is a wide receiver, you know, that's name has yep. has come up. He's in the final year of his contract. I mean, if you could get him, you know, for a fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah, but you're not giving out much more no, than that, right? No, cuz he's a free, he's going to be a free agent, so there's no yeah. guarantee that he's going to spend the next uh, 5 years with you. Although, you know what? I mean, yeah, I think some of those guys, yeah, he has a hard time staying healthy. Yep. So, but sorry, continue. No, no. So that yeah. that's um, if they are, you know, maybe somebody like that. I mean, obviously the um, who just uh, the Patriots traded for Sanu. Yeah. And I think the Rams traded for Sanders. Uh, yes. That's from the Broncos. Yes. Yeah. So some teams are are doing it, um, yeah. but I, I like mean, our younger. So, so Sanu costs a second round pick. Yeah. No way. So that's that's high draft capital. Yeah. No way. Uh, and and our younger guys are starting to show themselves, right? Yeah. So and then now you bring Devontae Adams back and maybe this week or the next week. Yep. Um and so now that just now your Valdez uh is now your number two instead of your number one. So he's yep. gonna be going I mean And he's he's looking improved. I mean he's obviously a, always going to be a threat to take the top off the defense, yeah. which kind of gives Aaron a little bit more room to work with those uh, shifty receivers. Yep. And that's going to help Adams when he comes back, obviously. Exactly. Um, yeah, he had, what, uh, two catches for 133 yards. Yep. <laughs> it, it looks like Lazard is, you know, he was kind of a guy that was pegged that could end up being a guy that could line up on the outside because he's got a bigger frame on him or a taller frame on him. Um, he, he looked good, obviously, in the uh, <clears throat> when we played uh, Detroit. He yep. had he had a big game, uh, yep. or at least some key key yeah. catches, um, and then uh, you know like you ever everyone had a good day against Oakland. You yeah. score forty two points, you know. Yeah, five touchdowns. Yeah, so. it was yeah it was fun to watch. Yeah, you were you at that one too? I was not. That was a Milwaukee oh. uh, ticket holder game, so I was not. Oh, we got to do our hot takes. Hot takes. We got to do our hot takes. So Scott Scott's got a, Scott Scott uh, Scott's got the hot take this week. So, um, I don't know if this is a hot take necessarily or just it's a prediction. Sure. I think Green Bay goes 13 and 3. Okay. And wins the, obviously, wins the division. And uh, has is the number one seed in the NFC. That's uh, I, I guess that's that's is that bold? I don't know if that. Uh, <laughs> it's it's tough because I I think in other parts of the NFC, other teams are beating up on each other. I I don't know. I mean I I mean to me if, if you, the rest of the schedule to me like the two games that. Um, not to overlook anybody, of course, and to just take it one game at a time. But, um, you know, I think we can beat the Chiefs, 
the Chargers game is going to be like a home game for Green Bay because there's <laughs> no. just going to be a bunch of yep. uh, Packer fans there, and they're 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 struggling this year a bit. Carolina uh, at home, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think they should win that game. They should, I think it's going to be close, but I think it's, they should win. San Francisco, I don't know what to think about them. So that to me is one of the losses potentially. They seem to be have their stuff in order. Okay. Giants and Redskins, forget about it. Yep. And then, um, and then the Bears at home with the way their offense looks. I mean, that, that team's kind of starting to spiral the other I, way. I agree. I I've never from day one. I did not like yeah. the Bears. Yeah. I mean, just I don't like the Bears as a Packers fan, but I of didn't course, like, didn't like their the way they were playing. Yeah. And then at Minnesota, obviously, will be uh, a tough game, but they still got a. a tough schedule to, to go so sure. I mean at the beginning of the season you know for me I was a bit you know at Chicago that was a game that I thought they would potentially lose and at Dallas yep so to get those two wins now and now with Mahomes unlikely to play so so you're probably looking at so you're if, if they two more losses you're definitely looking at potentially San Francisco if they've looked as good as they have and then uh Prob- at, probably dropping one at Minnesota, at Minnesota, or maybe even at Detroit. Eh? I maybe. mean, depends. It's Detroit, a house of horrors there for the Packers forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the new stadium. Uh, De- but Detroit's uh, Detroit's already trading away, surprisingly traded away one of their top uh, defensive players, uh, the Diggs guy. Oh, did they? Yeah, I didn't they, hear that. They uh, traded him for a second round pick or something. I, yeah. It's funny, the NFL is now becoming more like you're starting to see some of these trades at the trade deadline. Like you never, ever, like when I was a kid or growing, or even the last decade, you never really saw that. But the last few years, it seems like well, so teams are more willing to do that. With the now, the, I don't know if it's necessarily worked out for the Browns the way that their season has gone. But I guess on paper, at the beginning of the season, you say, oh, the Browns are really improved. They have a lot of roster talent um, based on drafting yeah at the top five for the past what five years or 25 something, something like that something, something like, like that. that um and then obviously using some of the draft capital that they were able to obtain um to to get odell beckham and and whatever else it may be but um that so that their gm that kind of schneider organized that whole thing former packer <laughs> no not not the one now oh the one that kind oh, before of, schneider yeah um I don't know. But, or maybe it was a consultant. I don't know. He came from the NBA. He came from the NBA, said we're tearing this whole thing down, and then he actually just got hired away to another NBA team. Um, Well, interesting. Well, that, yeah. um, Yeah, the Brown, I have one of my very good friends uh, is a native uh, from Cleveland, and, um, that's you know, a first I, existence. Yeah, I, ever since I've known him, they've been bad. I feel, yeah. I honestly feel bad for him. And um, I said to him, you know, there are these high expectations for them. And I, you know, I asked him kind of, you know, what he thinks going on. And he said they were 0 16 two years ago. Yeah. So they true. still, they still got a lot of holes to fill. And Baker Mayfield's going to go through his growing pains, just like any second year quarterback. Can, can they get a competent coach in there? Like I, I just don't, I don't understand. I'm shocked they didn't hire McCarthy, who I think is a competent coach. I agree, especially for and, building and a, for building a quarterback and developing a quarterback. Whatever yep. him and Rogers' relationship at the end is what it was. Yeah, but it was great for a lot of years. If you go back and watch Rogers' rookie preseason film, yeah, he was awful. I mean, he he was in over his head 
and McCarthy turned him into what some say is the greatest quarterback ever. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I like I was hoping that, uh, and I'm happy they got uh, Gunquest, but I was hoping they were going to get the Schneider. I thought he was going to get come the in, job. Yep, from after Ted. But um, so I think they got a competent guy there. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think the front office decisions again. I think the front office decisions are good that that they've made. Um, it's a step in the right direction. They're acquiring a bunch of talent. Yeah, but it's just like it, it doesn't seem like they're ever organized, and they they can't execute. It's all execution. The plan can be great, but if you're not going to execute, right. it's just it, it's a mess. So, um, especially in football. Yeah. Yeah, it's what is there? There's some saying out there about like you all good plans or whatever until you get punched in the mouth, right? Yep. I don't. I'm paraphrasing. Yep. Totally but, agree. Yeah. So just one last thing. So I apologize last week uh, that we didn't have the oh. podcast. Yep. I was on vacation in Cincinnati. Wow. Well, um, yeah. Saw um, a wonderful high school football game between LaSalle. Uh, They're like the, a national LaSalle. program. The LaSalle Lancers took on the St. Xavier uh, Bombers in a super exciting high school football game Um, and then went to um, the UC, uh, went to see them play on Saturday. Okay. And I was, um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Chadwick Campbell and the Campbell family, Kim, Chase, and Mason. However, not to Logan. Because Logan uh, was talking badger smack with me, so <laughs> no shout out for Logan. Well, unfortunately, uh, maybe we deserved it with that loss oh, to Illinois. That's brutal. Total trap game. Yeah, total trap game. But it, you just can't. You can't have it. Like this is supposed to be our year for going to the college football playoff, and now you ha- you hundred percent have to beat everyone, Ohio State, and yeah, and and then beat them again, and then beat them again in the championship yep. game. And if you don't, it's good luck. Yeah, you're going to be. Yeah. So, you know, they, they beat a really good team the week before. I mean, manhandled Mitch Sparty. I right? know. And then, yeah. and, then, you know, and then you've got the second worst team in the Big Ten. Yep. And then the next week you're playing the best team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And so just a total trap game. I have people who are critical of Chris, and I'm like, he, he had them coached up. Yeah. But these are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who watch ESPN, yeah. who read the internet. And, they were ranked six or right, something right. like that. Yeah, they were six, and yeah. everybody's saying they should be in the top four because yep. of how good their defense was. And so I, I didn't get to see all the game, but the, the bits I saw, like they were missing tackles, which, you know, that just maybe lacking the focus and the, yeah. that you needed to. So, yeah, not not a good loss. And when you're being talked about like that, that right. like Illinois is up for that game. Right. They're That's like, their Super Bowl. We want, yeah. We we we're gonna beat this team right. and it, we're gonna celebrate just like we won the Super Bowl. Right. You got it. And the longer they stayed in it, yep. you know, they get the, a little the bit more of confidence. more confidence. And then you're if you're the favorite in that case, you start playing a little tighter because you know you're supposed to be handling these guys. So yep. just the quintessential uh trap game. So Well, Hopefully that's not the case for the Packers with uh, all the talk of injury to star players on, on Kansas City, and hopefully we can come out with a win against the Chiefs on Sunday. Yeah, what would we be, 7-1? and one? Yep. Man, yeah. that, I, and then again, I think you played that really hard part of your schedule. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean you've got the, the back half here with, like, Miami, 
Washington. I mean, the Giants. You're you're confident about it, but you still got to stay in your game because oh, it totally. looks like the yeah. Vikings are have figured out some of their issues on offense. Um, oh, did you watch them last night? Yeah, I mean, they, it was a rough outing last night <laughs> against Washington, especially. But maybe it's that again. Maybe to your point, it's the short week. You yeah, know? maybe you just don't know. Some of those games go weird. You never know. Monday, Thursday night games always seem yeah a little bit off. So. It's hard to get a read on on what we what, where the NFC North lies, but you still got to stay ahead of them. They're only one loss behind us. Uh, all it takes is us for to yeah, lose totally. one game, and all of a sudden we're tied for first. Yeah. Um, well, we've got the the win against Minnesota, exactly. so we're technically ahead. But um, but they still have to play. Who the Vikings still have to play Dallas. Yep. Who they all got left? Seahawks. You yeah, want to talk Chiefs. about a bad hat, a bad hot take? My one hot take that I had was that the Lions, the Lions were going to be the second best team in our division, and then they lose one to us, and then they drop one to the Vikings, yeah. and now they're pretty much statistically out of it, you know, with only two wins, and now they're trading away pieces. So that doesn't look good anymore. Well, that's okay. Lasted one that's, episode. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. The the Vikings got. Uh, yeah, they at at Dallas. At Seattle, at San Diego. So hopefully, maybe after Green Bay gets done with San Diego, they'll get their act together. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm very optimistic. Good, good. So well, if you are listening, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we will have we'll see you back next week with another episode. And uh, go Paco. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, an independent provider of comprehensive physical and occupational services. No matter how challenging your issues, if other treatments have failed, we are determined to help you heal, starting with the very first visit. Four convenient locations in the Milwaukee area. More information at freedompt.com.